This is Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question is a continuation of the last three weeks we've been talking about prayer, and this is the doozy. Does prayer change the providence of God? No. <laughs> Next question. Short answer. Yeah, answer. <laughs> well, and that's our episode in 27 seconds. T- 10 minutes or less. You said less. <laughs> we think about the Jonah 3, 9 passage you just looked at. We talked God about Exodus, Exodus, where he's going to destroy Israel. And Noah stand pleads back, with him. And, and Moses. Yeah, oh, sorry, yes. yeah, I get that mixed up, too. I did recently <laughs> I think day, everyone does. I don't know why. I was teaching at the Cove, and I got Moses and Noah like, mixed what up. What is that in our brains? Childhood. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about this passage in Second Samuel 12, when David, in sin, has gotten Bathsheba pregnant. Yep. Uriah's been killed. Yep. She's now living in the kingdom in the palace, and they're awaiting the birth of this illegitimate son. Yeah. Well, not illegitimate technically, but an adulterous relationship. And the son is born, and the son dies. And seven days into the process. During that seven days, David prayed and fasted. He Mm -hmm. wouldn't take food. He Mm -hmm. wouldn't take attention. And the child dies. Verse 22. He gets up. He washes. He anoints himself. He changes clothes. He goes and eats, basically. His servant said, what is this thing you have done? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept. When the child died, you arose and ate food. He said, David, while the child was alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me that the child may live. But now that he has died, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him but he will not return to me. That last part is the comfort we have mm. for children who aren't old enough to, quote, have believed. Sure. So we often say that children who die are elect, Yeah. that God brings them to heaven, even yeah. though they didn't have, quote, a chance to believe. Right. And I think it's an important and comforting passage. David knew, I'm not going to see him, but I'll go to him one yeah. day and he'll yeah. be there. But I think the tension David had of, the child's sick. The child's probably going to die. I'll pray and I'll fast, but God didn't answer the prayer. Mm-hmm. I get back and I live. I go on with life. Yeah. To the point, does God change his mind? I think we're foolish to say we can somehow manipulate puppet, puppet strings. God upside down. <laughs> if I yeah. pray hard enough, fast hard enough, enough people pray, we do a GoFundMe page, we get thousands praying, mm-hmm. and God's going to relent. Well, God hears our prayer. God can be merciful, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't change his sovereign providence plan. Has he ordered our steps? Yes. Did he know I was going to wear black socks today? What if I wore blue ones? Yeah. I think we get silly on this point. Mm -hmm. Let's step back on the sovereign providential care of God. Everything is unfolding according to God's plan. He can work in spite of our sin and failure. Mm -hmm. Our sin and failure doesn't change his plan. That's open theism. I heard a pastor one time preach that when Abraham left, the goal was here on the football field. God didn't know how he was going to go down the football field, but he'd eventually get to the goal. Mm -hmm. That's heresy. (laughs) That's heresy. But we're also trying to look on God's sovereignty like for ordination. Yeah. Or we can look back and say, oh, A plus B equals C to D. No, that's not how it works. Right. We're a thimble of information against the oceans of God's knowledge and wisdom. It's really hard for us to understand providence or sovereignty. That being said, we're instructed to pray. Mm -hmm. It seems on a couple of occasions in the Bible, quote, God 
changed his mind or repented, literally King James turned, mm -hmm. that said, I don't think it was against his sovereign or providential care. I think part of God's providence is he can accommodate man. Mm -hmm. And the efficacy, how hard we pray, doesn't change God's mind. Right. But he is merciful when we might deserve this or that. He's not changing his plan. He goes, I'll be merciful. You're still going to die, but I'll yeah. let you survive this surgery or this cancer. Yeah. I don't know. I'm prattling. Yeah. What no, do you got? I, I was just trying to look at my notes. I remember Grudem saying something about the providence of God and prayer. I think it was just this idea of, you know, Grudem's theory was our prayer pleases the Lord. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, God decided to use prayer. He doesn't have to use prayer. He mm -hmm. didn't have to institute this. Because I think the providence of God is defined in like very simple terms of just God knows our needs. God knows the needs of his Before people and he provides for them. And God could have just done it like that. Like he doesn't need to hear from us. We don't even need to know what right. our needs are. He could just provide. But for some reason, he decided to institute this thing called prayer to allow us to be part of it. And I think you know, sorry, Dr. Grudem, if I'm misrepresenting you, but I think the idea that Grudem was trying to assert is he did that because prayer brings glory to him because it's a way of us like exercising out our faith. It's a way of us leaning on him, depending on him, and it pleases him. And I think the dependence is the big word. Yeah. The prayer, Hendrix used to say prayer is not partial dependence, but total, total. dependence. Mm -hmm. Unless you understand, you're impotent. Yeah. And this is why I think older people, more mature people, get this better than when we're young. We're busy, we're active, we're yeah. doing, we're accumulating, we're working hard. When you're older, you look back and go, boy, I wasted a lot of time doing mm. and being as opposed to just saying, God, you're sovereign, and I trust you, and I want to know you. Yeah. And that's the old ACTS, right? Adoration, Confession, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, Supplication. It was called a seven-minute prayer life. If you learn to adore God, then you learn to confess, and that's confessional mm -hmm. as well as confessing sin. Confessional is declaring what we know about God. You're holy, you're just, you're mm -hmm. righteous, you're patient, you're loving, kind, but I'm also confessing my sin. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, specifically who he is, what he's done. Supplications will be very short. Most Christians pray S. Right. And then, right. oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah. And I think that's where the shopping list comes in, mm -hmm. or the organ recital, we used to call it. Mm -hmm. We misunderstand it. We underutilize, careful with that word, I think more the relational context. I'm submitting to God. I'm dependent. I'm reading prayers from Scripture to help me focus. I'm reading the handbook to prayer to help me focus. And that forges a relationship. Mm -hmm. You're God. You're sovereign. You're patient. You're not worried. You're in control. You know, I can trust you no matter what my circumstances are. Mm -hmm. I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness. You're holy. I'm not. All these, you know, reminders mm -hmm. recalibrate us, and we have a better outlook mm -hmm. on the crummy stuff of life. Mm -hmm. I was reading something the other day on Hannah's prayer. It was Jackie Hill Perry who was writing the, like, devotional on it, and she basically said, we all have problems, and you can come to God in prayer with your problem, or you can come to God in prayer focused on the person. And then she was mm -hmm. looking at Hannah, how Hannah, you know, started. And I would be hard-pressed to find a prayer that doesn't start with the character of God. Almost every prayer recorded is, and Hannah's was, you know, Lord of the armies. And you're the horn of, you know, horn oh, of my salvation. And she's 
She is declaring the mightiness of God, and she still comes to the Lord with her problem, I want a child. But she begins and ends with who this God is, and he's greater than all things, and he's the most powerful. And so if anyone can give me a child— it's the God yep. of armies. Yep. But I just, and, I really like, you know, I mean, catchy can get sticky because then we're oversimplifying like complex theology or doctrine or whatever. But I, I've, that's really stuck with me. Like, am I going to start my prayer with the person or with my problem? Yeah. The part of that prayer that dismantles us all is if you do this, I'll give him back. Well, I know. I mean, and that's like, wow. That's how serious she was mm-hmm. about, I trust you. I love mm-hmm. you. I submit to you. Mm-hmm. You give me a child, I'll do the best I can, but I'll give him to you. Mm-hmm. And God had big plans for that little boy, boy too. So, ever. I mean, providence of God, sovereignty of God. Just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you have a question for Dr. E that he's going to respond saying, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> you can email us, you can text us, you can send us a voicemail. Those are a lot, actually. As <laughs> <laughs> Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonamorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. 